Welcome to Beautiful Black Birthing. This is a safe space for women to come and listen and be encouraged by positive birth stories. I'm your host, Paida Ogunbi. The reason that I started this podcast is because right now we are in the middle of a pandemic and we know that Black people are losing their lives at a faster rate than any other race around the world. And the same speaks to Black women in the birth space. So I created this podcast so Black women can be encouraged with positive birth stories, not just natural birth stories, uh, positive ones, because I've heard of positive natural birth. I've heard of positive C-section births, any type of births. Um, I've actually had an induced labor, which is what I'll be discussing today. So today I'm going to talk about my most recent birth, which is just about three months ago. I have a little three-month-old daughter, and uh, she's just the best thing that's happened to us. We also have a two-and-a-half-year-old son who's has lots of energy, and it's just uh, in this time where soaking in all this extra quality family time and it's just honestly been really healing for us because we uh just finished renovating our house and my husband was probably gone for about uh, almost definitely more than 12 hours almost 15 hours a day so it's just me and um a newborn for about a good six weeks while we were getting some rentals done so it's just good that we kind of get some of that time back because he's working from home now. Uh, he's home all day, so uh, there's no long commutes in between. And it's just been a really blessed time. So let's get right into it. Just talking about uh, my birth story with my daughter. Her name is Clara. Uh, she's actually named after my husband's mom uh who's just a really incredible woman and i think it was just an homage to her to name to name our daughter after her and she was so excited when she found out pregnancy with clara was actually such a beautiful time in my life i'm really blessed that i don't have any morning sickness when i'm si- when i'm pregnant and the only thing i do have is some fatigue and headaches And a bit of nausea, but nothing that would cause morning sickness. So I'm super thankful about that. You actually may hear her a little bit in the background as I record this podcast. Again, we are in quarantine and it's just uh, pretty much my husband and I mainly at home. So she will be, um, you may hear a little coos and cries. With Clara, like I mentioned before, I wanted to actually have a birth center birth like I did with my first son. Uh, And so when I was about 40 weeks, just at the 40 week mark, like on the day that she was due, I experienced some leaking, like some uh, what I thought was my water. And I didn't really think anything of it because my son, he actually has my water broke with him and then soon after that uh the contraction started so when i felt the gush of fluid i yeah i just thought it was that i thought it might be my water and that labor would be probably starting within the next 24 hours so on that saturday i just went about my day we actually had a birthday party to go to uh that 
that same day, a family member's birthday party. And so, yeah, it was a bowling party. So, of course, I was pretty active. At that point, I wasn't experiencing any gush of fluid. And, uh, yeah, we came home. I put my son down for a nap. And honestly, thank God my toddler still naps because that is one of the ways I was still able to maintain my energy while I was pregnant. Um, I would nurse him to sleep and oftentimes I would also take a brief nap and naps heal everything that you're going through. I would feel um, exhausted. I'd have a headache. I'd feel like my world was spinning. But when I would have a nap, whether it was 20 minutes or uh, two hours, I just woke up feeling like I was a new woman, that I was on top of the world and I can conquer anything. It wasn't until Monday that I called my mom, who's a trained midwife, and I just kind of told her what was going on. I told her that uh, I wasn't experiencing any contractions, but I think... Uh, my water had broken because I was experiencing just some gushes of water and she and it was here and there again at the birthday party I wasn't experiencing anything and um, it, it would be only only in certain certain uh, at certain times throughout the weekend and she strongly advised that I call my midwife because she had thought that my water had broken and that, um, I guess to her, she was nervous that contractions hadn't immediately started as they had with my son. And so sure enough, I called my midwives that evening after I put my son down for bed and, uh, and they just told me that they are coming immediately. They made it sound like an emergency. And I just remember that evening, my son, after I put him down, um, he woke up and, you know, he needed some comfort going back to bed. But I was really upset that he had woken up. I was really weepy, really uh, just not in the best mood. And when that happened, when I started to show those emotions, I knew that labor was about to start because uh, if you've ever been through labor or even postpartum, you know that um, there's just so many hormones happening and that you are, you can be in like this weepy state. So anyhow, uh, at that point, I was very confused, very nervous. I had no idea what was about to happen. Um, my husband still wasn't home yet. Cause again, if we were going through these renos and he, um, he just hadn't, he just hadn't come home yet. So I didn't even get a chance to really tell him that the midwives were coming, um, before he got home. The midwives come in and ask me about, you know, what's going on when I experience um, this gush of fluid. And I told them, you know, it's been since Friday, but it's been on and off, mainly off. Only when I stand in some positions, only do I feel it. And they said, okay. So they wanted to conduct a test to see if if it was actually my water breaking. Because, you know, sometimes women can experience um, bladder incontinence, which I definitely didn't think I was peeing myself. I mean, come on, I'm like, what, I'm 20s, I was 27 then. Uh, so I definitely think I got a handle on on uh, controlling my bladder, but they just wanted to rule out all, all possibilities and options. So they decided to run a test, but the last test they, they took, they thought, okay, we think that this is a positive test. So they wanted to just be super 
uh, they just wanted to to really confirm that it was an actual positive test. And um, because of that, they wanted me to go into the hospital because they had just a lab that would tell them uh, that it had definitely been my water. So reluctantly, we went to the hospital. I really didn't want to be in a hospital again. I really wanted to achieve that birth center birth. So we went into the hospital and sure enough, uh, the test came back positive that my water had broken and they wanted to admit me right then and there. At this point, I hadn't had any sleep. I'm hungry, just exhausted. And so all I want, honestly, is my own bed and for us to go home. So my midwives are urging me to talk to the doctor and just see what my options are. But ultimately, I refused. I said that it's best to go home for us to get a good night's rest. And let's see if labor contractions have started. Ultimately, my midwives are coming from a very medical and legalistic perspective, because I think with a board of midwives in Ontario, it says that if labor hasn't started in 48 hours, then um, I needed to be induced. And at that point, it had been about 48 hours since, I guess, um, my, my water had broken. So they, they wanted to induce me pretty soon after. They were going to let me actually go to 72 hours before they started an induction. Um, but again, I did not want to be in a hospital. I did not want to be induced. Those two things were definitely not on my birth plan. So what I planned to do was um, go home, take a, take, have a nap, maybe see if labor would get started on its home own so sure enough we went home we all took a really good nap as I slept as best as I could in a situation where I kind of knew I was on the clock in terms of labor starting no stress at all uh so anyhow we slept for a few hours labor was on and off it had kind of started a little bit um as we were leaving the hospital uh then when we came home it definitely just slowed down almost to a null so I was a little bit disappointed and obviously my husband was right by my side helping me um just with my squats with um lots of cuddling and kissing um because cuddling and kissing brings on oxytocin which can just be a natural hormone that gets things going and it's it would start things and then my label would come to a stall and it would start things and that just kept going um well into the morning so finally when I woke up after a short night's rest, but much needed, much needed. I would have rather, much rather um, went home and rested than go to the hospital and be admitted and not rest at all. My midwives uh, called me and they wanted me to go into the hospital. They never really said to be induced. It was more so to just see what my options were. Right. So anyways, I was open to it, but I also kind of in the back of my head knew they're trying to get me to the hospital to induce me because I am reaching that 72 hours that they first allotted me. So at that point, I think it had been about 
I don't know, like 68 hours. So I had about four hours um, to get to the hospital. I know in countries like France, they actually give you about 90 hours for a woman to go into labor before they push for an induction. Uh, Some places in some other hospitals in Canada, it's only 24. Everyone kind of has this range of time. Essentially, why they were trying to get me induced is because uh, once my water has broken, the baby is not really safe per se. It's still there's still lots of water, but as more water leaks out, then obviously um, it's more risk to the baby, and also there's a risk of infection for me and the baby. Things can now get in because it's no longer an enclosed warm space for the baby. So anyhow. They had texted me and said, hey, you know, let's uh, let's go in for to see what our options are. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I still got a few more hours. And honestly, mamalitas, I did not want to get induced. And so I try to push that back as far as possible, ignoring calls and texts from midwives being like, hey, Pida, you need to get to the hospital like an hour ago. Okay. And yes, mamalitas is what I'm calling the listeners for this podcast. I just love it. It rolls off your tongue, mamalita, mama, because if you're listening to this podcast, it means you're either interested in birth, a soon-to-be mom, or you're already a mama. And lita means you're strong-willed from birth. So I hope that this podcast will make you stronger, will empower you to have that natural birth that you desire. So yes, mamalitas, we in here. And this is a great time for a break. Thank you, mamalitas and papalitas. Okay, we might have some papas in here too. Thank you for coming to listen to the first episode on beautiful black birthing. So to support this podcast, if it's your first time listening, as I'm sure it is, please leave a five-star review and I'll be sending you a cup of coffee on me. Okay, so to the top five people that leave five-star reviews, you get a cup of coffee on me. Just send me your PayPal info, and I'll be sure to send it. Thank you. Now let's get back to my birth story. So anyhow, it's about noon, and at this point, my labor just had not started. I kept having on and off contractions, but nothing consistent. So I figured, you know what? I think it's time for me to go to the hospital. Although it's not the birth plan I desired, it's okay. God is still with me in this and I will still be able to have the natural birth I desire. So I call up my sister because my sister is actually coming over to look after my two-year-old and we get her, her an Uber to our Airbnb. Wow, that sentence was so millennial. Um, but anyhow, she she's able to get there uh, in time and we get ready to go to the hospital. And of course, my midwives have been there for almost an hour and they were waiting there a bit impatiently, to be honest. But let's be real. Without me, there's no birth. Am I right, mamalitas? 
okay like i'm the star so what you what you guys gonna be doing right (laughs) so they i'm literally trying to postpone this as much as possible and in fact the doctor when i get there yells at me and she's like look you're i don't know why you're trying to postpone this (laughs) okay also the doctor was kind of rude okay this is why it's important to have supportive people in the birth room that are for you and for that baby and for that birth plan because otherwise it it's just an upward battle because uh, some doctors and nurses can be real bullies. I've been in the ho- in and out of a hospital um, a few times in the last uh, few years, all to deal with birth. And that is something I will share in later episodes. But yes, you will come across some really nice doctors and nurses who really care for you and are really humble and To be honest, you'll come across some pure assholes that will not care for you and just um, see you as what you are, which is, you know, a young black mom. Um, And they'll form assumptions with that. And it'll be very obvious where their bias and prejudice lies just based on how they treat you and the questions that they ask. So again, please if you I know right now in in these times in COVID times it's very difficult to um, have a supportive person in that in the um, birth space other than your partner but if you are if you feel like you need more support or that the hospital isn't the best place for you please consider a home birth because uh honestly you'll you'll be able to really choose who is in that space with you and um just be able to cultivate a space for you to have that natural labor and um just from hearing other other birth stories and of course uh, with my birth story every time a new person walks into a a space that a woman is laboring it actually can slow down labor so i really encourage you to think about who you want in that room and if you do want a barrage of nurses and doctors rushing in yelling at you bullying you while you're doing something so intrinsic and natural now this is where the story really takes a turn because i definitely did not want to be anywhere in a hospital setting to deliver my daughter but here I was. I had texted my midwife and my mom on the way to the hospital. Uh, and of course, my doula just trying to see if there's any other methods I can use before I go for a Pitocin induced labor. And my my doula suggested the Foley bulb, which is basically like a balloon putting put it up near your cervix and it dilates the cervix so that the baby um, hopefully can, you know, kind of starts contractions. And my mom suggested black cohosh. I really didn't want to do either, but the Foley bulb sounded like a more likely option just because I heard that Pitocin induced labors are extremely challenging. Like it is uh, your contractions are way more difficult with a Pitocin-induced labor. Honestly, from what I hear from all my mom friends is that it is a more challenging birth. Contractions are way more intense and it just sounded really difficult. So I definitely didn't want a Pitocin drip. I much preferred a Foley bulb. And once you start with your labor with an induction, it means that it might be just a cascade of interventions 
to lead to possibly a C-section. And that is definitely an intervention I did not want. So I wanted to avoid starting that cascade with uh, the Pitocin. So that wraps up the first part of my birth story. Tune in in a couple weeks where you'll be able to find out whether or not I did have a cascade of interventions with my daughter, Clara. It is a pretty awesome birth story, so please tune in. And if you're interested in sharing your own positive birth story, again, not just a natural birth story, but a positive one, then you can email me at beautifulblackbirthing at gmail.com. And next week, we have a very positive pregnancy and actually pretty unique pregnancy and birth story. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Thank you all for listening to our very first episode of Beautiful Black Birthing. If you can, just leave a five-star review from whatever platform you listen. I will again send you a cup of coffee to the first five reviews. Thank you so much. Podcast was produced by me, Pida Ogumbi, the music by Greg Rossetti, and the graphic design by Amanda Fortune.